0: This is Beyond Kink with Master Dion. I am your host, Master Dion. This unique podcast is a raw and unapologetic glance into the forbidden world of kink. We're here to defunct the misconceptions and to stimulate your curiosities around the kink lifestyle. We're going to hit you with harsh realities of the who and what of the kink world through powerful conversations and kinky fun. This podcast is for anyone from the curious newbie to the veteran kinkster to use this platform to express, grow, and play in this mysterious lifestyle. As always, keep it kinky. What up, kinksters? Welcome back to episode two. How y'all doing today? Hey, man, it's been been an interesting day for me. We're getting prepared for my birthday party. My birthday party coming up this weekend. And I'm sorry, most of y'all won't be able to attend, but the people that are here in Denver, Colorado, um, party sold out. We're about to go nutso this weekend. I just want to, today is going to be talking about Kink 101. I don't know if I like the term. I am Im and I came up with the term Kink 101 and then I went and did some research and I was like, shit, what kind of podcast, Kink podcast, are trying to talk about teaching teaching kink and what does it mean, stuff like that. I'm gonna take a little different approach today, but I wanted to, I am you know, my, uh, I sound smooth as hell on that um, intro. I don't, know, I don't I'm like a Casanova. I, I, if you know me, you know I'm not really a Casanova, but hey, I'm gonna accept that it. my little intro got, it got turned, flipped and rubbed upside down until I sounded straight Casanova type. I just wanted to make that little mention. But yeah, you know, today it's exciting because um, uh, the time from last week, first one, I, you know, I got some feedback from people and it was a uh, kind of jittery at first and then kind of went smooth towards the end, especially when I told my story. And uh, some of the comments that we've gotten back, uh, the comments that we've gotten back have been very, very positive and exciting. People are learning and people are, uh, think somehow I'm kind of funny, uh, whatever that is. But, uh. I think that's going to be well, a good thing that we're trying to build. If you get a chance, you know, check us out and spread the news to your friends. We would really like that. So today's subject, you know, what are we talking about here? Would I say Kink one? Kink 101, again, like I said earlier, it's not really the term that I wanted to use, but I wanted to make sure that people feel comfortable uh, coming in here and saying, oh, he's going to teach me some of the basics and stuff like that. Now coming from me, a person that's been in the lifestyle for a very long time. I've always looked at it as, how the hell? Oh, I want to go and do start all over and do kink one on one." And what the hell does it even mean? And I'm like when I when you say kink one on one, are you going to sit there and tell me about bondage and and um, you're going to tell me about um, freaky stuff or something like that? Uh, and, and and I didn't really. I think we were kind of like going back and forth of how to approach this. We were we were defining terminologies and we were doing these different type of things. And um, I happened like serendipity last week after I had recorded the first podcast. I was sitting at my favorite cigar bar and uh, uh, I was literally just got done playing some poker and I was sitting there smoking a cigar and I was going to call it a night. And there's these three ladies that were that were sitting um, at this table, and I decided there was no other place to sit to sit with these three ladies. And one of the, the guys that attends some of my um, parties, uh, he was friends with them. And he introduced he introduced me as Dion, and and the ladies were introduced with, uh, I can't remember their names, but whatever their, their name was. And they were you know, around my age. And, of course, the question comes up of, what do you do? I was like, what do I do? Uh, I told my friend, I was like, you want to answer what I do? And he said, he's an entrepreneur. I'm like, yeah, I'm an entrepreneur. So, kidding around and joking, and they kept trying to dig in. I, I don't understand why people are so interested in knowing what I do. But, I, sometimes I'm very upfront. Sometimes I just like to kid around. So I told them I was a potato farmer and told them all kinds of stuff. They never believed any of it. So uh, it, it happened to be one of the ladies was just a little too smart than I would realize and how things were going to go. But she looked at my shirt and if if you if you when you catch the video, I have all these new shirts or these new sweatshirts that say Beyond Kink on it. And she knew my, knee, my name was Dion. So she literally right there on the phone while we're talking and I'm joking around with her, just types in beyond kink, Dion, and in Google and pulls up the podcast and it's like, oh, wow, okay. And so and then it basically starts for the next couple of hours of me talking to, this, to these three ladies about what, what is kink and um, kind of the whole starting and how to get into the lifestyle, so on and so forth. So then I actually started to realize from that conversation that the way that they were staring at me and the way that they were engaging and asking these questions, that it is important. It is important to kind of give a basic run through of what uh, Kink or the Kink 101 is. So w- how is it defined what is Kink 101? Well, The way that I look at the kink lifestyles is is how are you defying it, okay? So people have this, they have this misconceptions, which we'll hit later. They have these terminology that they learn through the internet or through somebody saying it. It really, it really puts you on down the wrong avenue when you hear these certain type of Acronyms or terms. Well, I want to put it pretty simple. What is the kink lifestyle? It's an alternative lifestyle to the vanilla lifestyle. And what I mean by that, specifically, what I mean by that is what ah, I keep having a problem with how to identify this, but the status quo, the quote unquote normal, the vanilla lifestyle, the um, plain lifestyle, if you're doing something different than that, it could be considered into the kink lifestyle, especially if it has a uh, an element of, of sexuality, if it has an element of identity and personality changes. That would I would consider the kink world or the kink lifestyle. Now it drills down to a lot of people define it to, well, I, I I, like to have threesomes. So in threesomes, I'm now in a kink lifestyle, and it's an alternative to what is the traditional type of um, hetero male, hetero female type of situation, or, gay first, or a gay person with another gay person. You know, that... It goes beyond that to to, to create what I figure is the kink world. So let's do a little bit of a definition so that uh, we don't get too far into it without people understanding um, how kind of the terminology works in the lifestyle. So we'll start with, with identities. Identities are how people obviously identify in the lifestyle and there's so many ways to do it that i cannot i mean the podcast would be take forever if to to speak about all the identities but i'm going to speak about a few and there's some good resources on on google or on fetlife uh, or some other places to see the different and the more uh, they, the extensive list of 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 identities so we'll start with dominant and submissive. So the dominant in a normal situation is the person that is in control of their relationship or the dynamic. They are the ones that, in in my opinion, uh, assert what's going to happen as far as sexually or as far as in the kink scene or the fetish that's going on. They're kind of setting the rules or or making the, the plan of attack as far as the, what's going to happen between them. The submissive is the one that accepts what's going to happen and speaks, and speaks to the consent and permission to allow it to happen to them or to uh, listen to the rules and, and, and understand the situation this could be a relationship this can be a uh, a play dynamic it could be something like that they in the scene in the dominant could and could be a, the top or they could be topping from the bottom and so it's so the dominant is usually the top in most cases, and the submissive is usually the bottom. Top is the person that's um, doing the act, I guess to say, and the bottom is the person that's receiving the act in, but in most cases. The difference between what I'm going to mention to the next one, which is the master slave, is, in my opinion, the control that you have over the other person. A submissive, the control varies. It could be Uh, only in why they're playing. It could be in their relationship, but this person has their own life. Let's say almost, I don't want to, it's kind of controversial, but almost like a boyfriend, girlfriend, or girlfriend, girlfriend, or guyfriend, guyfriend. But it's a situation where it's not, I would say it's not 24-7 impacted. It's not complete control of their life. Well, the next one, the next identity, when I go into master-slave, is more of that situation where the master is, in my opinion, in consuming the life of the slave, is more involved in their everyday activities, more involved in their life, and strictly my opinion, trying to better their property, Trying to increase the value of their property. And the slave is entrusting their whole being into being to being better and being the type of slave that their master wants, willingly giving complete control over to their master. Now that can vary, depends on a person's dynamic, the person's living situation, per person's um, kids, things like that. It can, it can vary, but that's where I put the difference between a dom and a master and a sub and a slave there. The next one is what I like to categorize everybody under, and that's kinkster. And why do I say kinkster? Because I say that, okay, I, a person has identified that they're kinky, and they may be this specific dynamic in a kink but they're a kinkster because they're involved in the kink lifestyle and the kink world. So I like to say that's a more general term and also a term you can use when you haven't created a specific identity for yourself. Well, you're a kinkster. You like to do many different things. You don't, you don't identify certainly with a certain way. And, and this is a great way to get yourself into a lifestyle. And if people ask you, how do you identify? Well, I identify as a kinkster. It doesn't it doesn't put uh, a gender on you. It doesn't put a uh, certain level of submissive, submissive or dominance. I'm a kinkster. I'm in the lifestyle. I'm exploring. You know? I'm involving. Whatever the situation is, it gives you kind of that, um, that term that still takes you out of the vanilla world into the kink world and just explaining that I am in the kink world, I just choose not to identify as anything else. So I, I, I call myself a kinkster. I think everybody in the lifestyle is a kinkster. They just have a well-defined, they, as they grow, they start defining themselves uh, more specifically. And then um, I am just throwing this last one, last-minute switch. And I'm going to be honest with you. I am not really a big fan of this word switch. I know there's a ton of, pe- ton of people that identify as switch. Just me personally to sit there and say, well, let me first explain what a switch is. A switch is a person that can identify one way and switch another way. Usually it's I'm uh, dominant depends on a certain scenario or I can be submissive depends on a certain ser- scenario. And as far as I understand it, it's not a, uh, a top, you know, being a top from the bottom or something like that. It's more of a, I'm submissive in this state of mind, this moment, and I'm dominant in this other times. And I just don't see it. I just don't see how, how um, somebody can switch a dynamic like that. Doesn't mean that I'm right, or doesn't mean that I'm wrong. It just means that I just don't see how a switch could go from one thing to the other. Um, uh, it just doesn't doesn't sit well with me that me being a master and then switching to a slave. Just I mean it's it's almost unfathomable uh, or unthinkable. Maybe that's a better word. If so I can pronounce it correctly, I, I I really am interested in hearing from somebody about how they define the switch, how that really works. I think personally, you're still exploring and you're trying to figure out who you more are. And maybe that's what switch means. But I mean, I don't, I don't think that that's something that you can sit there and say, I'm a switch and I can be dominant with this scenario and I can be can be submissive. Okay, well then, to me, you're still exploring. I'm clearly not the foremost expert in this stuff. This is my opinion, and I want that to be clear, that that's my opinion, and if you have a difference of opinion, let me hear it, and I'll try to mention it or talk about it in in another podcast. So there's, like I said before, there's more identities, there's plenty of identities that... I'm gonna have you do some research on, take a look at it, and then you can. If you have questions, ask me about it. But I don't want to go too deep into that. I'm gonna move on to like the terminology, and how I see the the layout of the kink world. So I and M and I had a discussion yesterday, and it was we were kind of using kink lifestyle, kink world, and BDSM as almost synonymous with each other. And I started to push back with INM about, I never thought about it that way. I've, I've used the term BDSM, but I never thought of that being the lifestyle. I thought it was an acronym, which it is, that stood for something very specific. And if I didn't identify in that, I identified it as a kinkster. And so I'm going to say something that may be controversial. Maybe uh, people see it this way, or maybe it clears up some things. But for the people that don't understand this lifestyle, the newbies that are coming in, or the people that are in the lifestyle and still just don't have a clear definition, to me, kink lifestyle is where we're at today. The overall umbrella is the kink lifestyle. Maybe 20 years ago, maybe 30 years ago, maybe it was BDSM and 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 that was okay. If you're in this lifestyle, it's about bondage, it's about dominance, it's about sadomasochism. But that's not where we're at nowadays. We're a lot more open. We have a lot more fetishes, a lot more kinks. So I actually reversed that and say it's the kink lifestyle, which is the umbrella, with the acronym BDSM as being a a part in that lifestyle, because there's a lot of people that don't do anything with bondage, that don't do anything with dominance, and don't do anything with sadomasochism. I mean, they, as far as there's littles and littles want to be a certain age, middles want to be a certain age. There's people that like to be tickled. I mean. Some people might say that's a form of sadomasochism, but I mean, I don't. I mean, there's, there's so many different types of fetishes and kinks. Why in the hell would I, how could that fit underneath that acronym? I'm sure somebody's going to send me an email or a comment and say, well, that means this and that's what's over. I'm like, all right, fine. But the acronym, specifically that acronym, does not apply to many things in the kink world. So that's why I've reversed that. So I'd say the Kink world, the BDSM, is obviously uh, our history, our, the, the traditional um, recognition for for the kink, life, kink lifestyle. But underneath that kink lifestyle, there's the dynamics. Those are now we're talking about the identities. we're talking about what, what um, practices that, that you're doing in the kink world. You know, if you're into piss play and, and that, is your, that is your stick, you know, there's people that are not into that at all. And that's what I, I'm into piss play or I'm into, um, I really like the whole leather thing and I want to dress in leather and stuff like that. Um, or something like fisting. You know, I, if you want to know one of my fetishes, it's no fisting. And I, I love it. But there's not a lot of people that so that would be into that, you know, just because of the. um, If you could see my hand, I got some big boxer hands, so inserting that could be a challenge for some people. So if you if if those are the different dynamics underneath it, like okay, I identify as a master. That's my identity. The dynamics is the things that I love to do, the things that are. People like to say at the opposite what are your limits? I, I like to say that there's dynamics. those are the things that I like to do and then my limits is what I create to say that where I'm not willing to go past if that's a soft or hard limit, that'll be discussed later. but the dynamics is okay I I like me and my partner to have a third person so maybe you're in the threesomes maybe you're a swinger maybe you're something like that um, It's definitely in the It can be that this dynamic can be an agreement with another person or um, a a choice together where you're making two of these things. Now, when those dynamics are defined within you, what do you do? You try to find common people that are into that lifestyle within the the kink lifestyle that are, are within those dynamics. So if I say swinger, we identify as a swinger. You're going to look for those kind of communities, and that's to me that's what you're searching for: the communities within the kink world. And so that's why they have the swinger community. That's the, there's the leather community. People like to do the leather thing, and and you um, know have their protocols and have their structure. I think that's important, um, and a growing, a growing community and I'm hesitating because I'm, it's a growing community in the kink world that is starting to kind of normalize too is the poly community. The poly community, we're going to we're going to spend some time on that later on, but it's essentially um the enjoyment of multiple people's in you may be in a relationship with one person and also in a relationship with another person. And all y'all traditionally you know about each other and it makes you a poly person and then you're living this poly lifestyle. You may have heard the term thruple. Um, um, sometimes it's unicorn. You know, somebody has, they're a married couple and they have a, a third person. It's maybe a unicorn, but it's adding more people into, into um, multiple committed relationships. Now, let's not confuse that with polygamy, where you're getting married to multiple wives the poly lifestyle I would, I would, I would um, suggest that you look it up if that's something that you're interested in. And we are going to definitely dive into that in a later section. But it's becoming more the norm, especially with the millennials, and you know the Gen X people are encompassing that, and the Gen Y people are encompassing that, but the, um, the millennials have started as far as. What I can see is really embracing that, that I'm not going to spend 30 years with one person. I mean, me personally, I never thought I was going to spend one year with thirty years with one person, but it's starting to become more of a norm, and people are getting more open to that and so it's not a a, a community that you can ignore, and it's really encompassing all of it like they poly and leather are going to got going together, obviously swinging could be part of poly um there's just so many different dynamics, so I just want. I just wanted to name a couple of communities, and there's so many different types of communities that are out there um, that can help you grow and get into this lifestyle and, and make you feel more comfortable and not have to worry about judgments because the next person next to you is doing the same thing. All right. There's one section that I, I added in there that I really want to talk about was the misconceptions. And, and as far as this misconception is, We're talking about the entrance into the kink world and what is it, what is the real way or the, I would say, the best ways to get in and uh, the best avenues to get in. And what is, let's discuss some of these ones that people may think that you're into the kink world and I don't know if you are. The two things I, that I wrote down was uh, Glory Hole and Adult Arcades. So let me give an example. To me, this is a misconception. I'll give you an example. I'm a married man. And it's not going that well at home. And maybe months pass by when the my partner hasn't given me head or, or anything like that. And I don't... I've been out of the game for such a long time. I don't know how to go and talk game. And I just want instant gratification. So I go to uh, an adult arcade and I stick my dick through a hole and somebody sucks my dick. And then I leave. Is that is that the kink lifestyle? Is that part of the kink? Is it because it's risque? Is it because it's anonymous? Does that make it the kink world? I don't know. I mean, I don't really feel like, personally, I don't feel like that's a part of the kink world. I, I feel like that's somebody that's trying to get gratification. I know, you, I know you can be in the kink world and you do things to get some gratification, but I feel like they're going in there, they're spending 10 minutes, 15 minutes, sometimes a minute, getting a little, a little nut, and then they're getting that and they're going back to the regular world, quote-unquote regular world. And um they forget about it until that next time they have that urge. I don't, I wouldn't consider it if somebody comes up and says, Oh, I'm a kinkster, yeah. oh, you're a kinkster? Yeah, and I I go to I go to um an adult arcade and I jack off to a movie in the back and then I leave and then I go back to the regular world. Like, what? How does that a kinkster? That's somebody getting their jollies off. And and I'm not talking shit about them. I'm saying that that how does that make you into the kink world? I I want people coming in this lifestyle to not be um, fooled by like, okay, those are the best approaches. Now, do a lot of people, do a lot of kinksters go to, well, do people, I don't know if it's a lot or a little, do a lot of, do people in the kink world go to adult arcades and go to glory holes? Of course. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that it's like, if you're a kinkster, you can't go there. I'm saying that it's not, if you're going there and not in the lifestyle, then you're not a kingster. You're just a person getting their jollies off. You know, what, if, what about the other way? i and what about the other way? What if it's a, um, a person, female or not, or a male, and they're the ones that's giving the blowjobs? And they're in there, and they're sucking 10 dicks in, as they come through. Are they a kingster? Oh, that's a that's a fetish. That's a uh, a kinky desire. That person, to me, is a kinkster. And maybe it's the anonymousness of I'm sucking somebody's dick that had, I don't even have a clue who it is. This can be a, which is probably most likely a ninety year old grandpa. Just to put the, I just wanted to put that in your mind as you're. As you're trying to think about glory holes, this ninety old grandpa. Sorry. Um, so it, it or it could be some young stud or something like that. But to me, that that person that's doing the giving the blow job and stuff like that would probably be a kingster. It could be the same situation. I would give them more of the of the I guess accolades that they are a kingster than I would to the other person. Not saying they can't be, but I just don't want that misconception that you're sitting there saying, "Well, I'm a kingster," or "This is the path I'm gonna go." There's some other places like, uh, like bathhouses. It depends on what you're doing there. I mean, if you're going there just to have sex, uh, I don't know if it's just my my experience or what, but I mean, just because you go and have sex with. An opposite sex or the same sex? How is that kinky? I mean, I guess if you're having multiple partners and you're jumping around and it's, maybe that's it, but if you go and have sex with one person at a bathhouse, does that make you kinky? Maybe it does. I don't know. It's just not my, I wouldn't consider that to be kinky. I mean, like, okay. Motherfuckers going off and um, fucking somebody that, that they don't know. Maybe that is. I, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't know. I, it's just not the way I look at it. As far as that is concerned, some of the other misconceptions that I can think of, as far as getting into the lifestyle, is, I think the the one that I wanted to really talk about is believing the the story of one person. Like, um, how do you know if that person is telling you the whole story? How do you, if you're not doing research yourself, you're not getting there. What do you how do you know that person is leading you the right way? Now, if it's a, if it's a trusted person, fine. But just be careful about you hear somebody's in kink. Like these, the reason why I say that is because these three ladies were so wide eyes open to me and soaking in everything I was saying. How do they know that I'm I, I'm an expert? They don't. I mean, they they just I'm breaking the door open and. The way that they were talking to me, they were just like, oh, we've been looking for this. We've been excited. And these are three ladies of uh, color, uh, which is a whole nother subject, but I thought it was very interesting. And two of them were married and they were wanting to explore, but they were putting their trust into somebody that they just met not more than an hour ago. And how can they do that? Oh, we're going to go to your birthday party. Why? Why do you want to come to my birthday party? How do you know that uh, I'm not? I'm even a real person, you know. Maybe I'm just bullshitting, and I, even though I'm not, but they don't know that at that time. It's like just be careful with the misconception that okay, somebody has the knowledge and this is the way to go. You need to research that. I forced them to go onto FetLife and look at my profile. I forced them to go and look at see the event. I asked them to go and get a free ticket, just so they could see there's some legitimacy to it that are like, don't just go based off of what somebody's telling you. I mean, try to, if it's not somebody that you trust, don't just use their knowledge and say that's the way to go. I just got a note from INM about it. exhibitionism and voyeurism. I don't know how that's, uh, you know, as far as misconception. I don't, I don't know where uh, that... Um, as far as the, I guess you're kind of talking about, is that, is that, um, is that kinky or not? Well, it's kinky when there's consent. This is about the best way I can say that. Because voyeurism obviously can be dangerous if it's in the wrong situation. It's not with consent. Uh, so just understand that. I don't want to dive too much into that, but I want you to make sure that if you're, if you if you're doing voyeurism on somebody you don't know, uh, and you're not a kinkster, you're a criminal. Now, I just want to make that just clear. Now, let me talk about the best avenues, it, the way that I believe that the best avenues to get into the kink world. For the people that know me, uh, they know that I was, uh, I try to create some environments so that people can come through and feel comfortable and enter the kink world or already in the kink world, but have a safe place to come. With all my parties, uh, I used to own a club, uh, a kink club. I was the master of those events or the club. And I would personally guarantee everybody's safety in there to the best of my ability. And that meant to me, was a very important role. I'm a protector, like I've said in, on the first episode. But to me, that meant if there's an issue, I address it, take care of it, and so on and so forth. Why am I saying that? Because the best avenues is, is sometimes not to go on it by yourself. I told you my story, and I and understand. I went by myself, and which was, to me, the dumbest thing you could ever do. The best avenues are people love... The kink world, there's nonprofits, uh, alternative lifestyle nonprofits that you can communicate with and, and learn from. They are munches. You can find out from many different kink sites or swinger sites about different little munches. What is a munch? Is a get together, having a little food, munch, 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 kind of the terminology. They're sloshes. Sloshes are more of the drinking. Mixer type of things. It's the Kingsters getting together. And there's usually an element of, of education and, um, you know, icebreakers and things like that just to get people more familiar with the world and to know that there are other people that look like them in there. Also, meet and greets. Well, you know, the meet and greets are a very similar approach, it's just a different name um, of how to get, get to the lifestyle. What other avenues? These, some of these websites can be very daunting. I mean, FetLife, when you first go on to FetLife. I know I talk about FetLife a lot, but to me, there, that is the central uh, world for our... or the central communication or the central website or uh, internet uh, that for our world. And there's many more. There's apps, there's different things. But... If you go and took a look at like my profile, it's about what I like. It's, I can talk about my professional life. I can talk about my personal life on there, and it it just kinds of give uh, people a better understanding of me. It's not for me. It's not always about dating on there, but that's something we'll go into further. Those are the kind of avenues and in, in reaching out to uh, to people like me. Like you hear, you're listening to my podcast. You're clearly here to learn something or or get something out of it. That's why we offer those those emails to throw us questions or get a comment on on our Instagram or comment here on the podcast. That's also a great way to learn. Am I the only podcast? No, I am the best podcast. Now, I mean, whatever it is that is going to float your boat, there's a lot of good information out there. And my approach is just to give you as much knowledge from somebody that's been in the lifestyle for 20-something years. You'll hear me say a lot, my opinion, the way I see it, because it's what it is. It is my opinion the way I see it. It's happened to work a lot for people that, oh, it's a good way to enter it. Oh, but I see it a little differently. Good. Don't see it just like me. Just a good way to enter the lifestyle using knowledge and being around people without actually diving in to the the waters with crocodiles in it you just don't want to dive in you just it's just it could turn out to be a very dangerous way especially if you are a person of uh a small stature or you know a, a really submissive, people can jump on you and will take advantage of you and will maybe by the time that you're done with that first situation, it just turns you completely off. I've heard plenty of stories of people left the lifestyle because of that relationship, that first one or that one of the first ones they're in, that just really was wrong. And it just turned them off and they left the lifestyle. Then years later, they maybe came back. But I always think it's important that you don't just dive right in and you explore by going to these parties. If you're interested, that there's people, I, I think a lot of people know by now, but I, I run gangbangs. And there are a lot of couples, women, and sometimes men. It was like, is it possible just to come and watch? Is it possible just to come and see what's going on? Because their desire is that, but they don't want to jump right in. I'm like, of course it's possible. I have to make sure that the that uh, the ladies and the other people there are cool with it. Most of them are always cool with it. And as long as there's no, you know, there's certain rules in place, then it goes down well. Those are the kind of things that I think is the best way to get into those avenues. So why do I say those kind of avenues? And I, I say go into the munches and the sloshes and the meet and greets. It's because the gap. There's this gap between a curious person or a newbie, but this curious person and a person that's like me, that's been in the lifestyle for a very long time. When I get a, new me, a newbie female that is like, I, would, I wanna serve you because they've seen me and how I act and stuff like that. And I, and I ask them, well, how long have you been in the lifestyle? I'm really fresh and new at this. I was like, uh, no, let me stop you right there. I don't care. I truly don't care how beautiful you are. I truly don't care. How, how our personalities match. There is no way that I believe that you can be a newbie and be my slave um, from a, a person for like me. You have to grow in this lifestyle and you have to have an understanding. The slave I'm considering now has known me for, that ah, shit, 15, 16, 17 years. We, we've been through ups and downs. We've seen a lot. And, and it's somebody that I can trust to be the person that they are and hopefully better. And hopefully I'm better. But that's, there's no way, there is no way for me to look at that and say, oh, I can, I can teach you everything from the beginning. I, first of all, I don't want to start from the beginning. Second of all, it's it a disadvantage for you as a newbie or a curious person to get with somebody so extreme or so deep into the lifestyle unless their focus is on training. And there are kinksters out there that will have a lot of experience that are focused on training. But damn it, I ain't one of them. I'm not going to sit there and start with a newbie and train them all the way up to be a slave. It's too much. It takes too much time. There's too much that I want to jump into that I don't want to um, have to manipulate or to drag out for too long because I just not, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with that person that have to be embarrassed to be in the lifestyle. I want to be comfortable with them being comfortable. So I, I, I say that because it's important that you go to some of these other avenues and dive in. It's all right to have crushes. We all have crushes on different people. It's all right to say, that's the kind of person that I want to end up with. But let me be smart about this. Let me grow up into this lifestyle. Speaking of anal fisting, oh, I want to be anal fisted. But I've barely had a dick in my ass. So then why would you want to go to the person that's ready to anal fist you? Or why would you want to jump to that? Maybe it's a good or a bad example, but you don't want to step, you don't want to go from a finger in your ass to a fist in your ass in, in a matter of an hour. Like, that, to me, takes a very long tra- a very long period of training. So I say the same thing about entering this lifestyle. Make sure that you're uh, taking the time to explore, ask questions, communication. Very very important to me. If you're not asking um, questions, if you're not uh, communicating with people, then I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to be the right way to approach the lifestyle. Looks like I'm getting some written into me. So let me see what's going on here. I am, what are you trying to tell me here? Some is important. So let me see what this is about here. Find people on similar levels. So that's what just was sent to me by IM. I agree and disagree. The reason why I agree is because it's it's going to make you feel a lot more comfortable. You're gonna um, you're going to um, be able to communicate and maneuver and be okay. But if you find people on a similar level, how are you learning? How are you growing? So it, it, it's. It's okay to have some comfortability, but make yourself a little bit uncomfortable by making sure that you're communicating with people that have more experience than you. That's why those munches and the and, uh, sloshes and the meet and greets are very important to go to because usually the people that are throwing it, hopefully, have more experience. And there's different levels of people in the, at those events that have those type of experiences. They, to kind of finish this section off, to kind of finish this section off, there was, those three ladies said to me, we want to go to your party tomorrow, which at the time was on a Saturday. We were, we were talking on a Friday last week and it was Saturday. And we want to go to your birthday party. And I told them right there, I said, I don't suggest you come to my party tomorrow. Why not? Why not? We want to see you, blah, 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 so so, so forth. I don't suggest you come to my party tomorrow because it's a straight gangbang. That means, well, what's a gangbang? Okay, then that should be the end of it. And you don't know what a gangbang is, then why the hell do you want to come to my gangbang? And so I explained to him, in the situation that I throw, it's uh, several women that want to get fucked by a whole bunch of cocks. Is that a great way to enter? If, If you're two married ladies... And another lady that has a partner who they hadn't had intercourse in a long while, you're going to just jump into a scene with a gangbang. I said, that's not the best approach. My party, my birthday party is a gathering. There's going to be sex, but you are protected by me. You don't, you don't have to worry about um, immediate intercourse or whatever activities. It's, we come in there, we're socializing and things like that. So if you really want to come to one of my parties, I suggest you come to that one. They pushed and pushed and pushed. And I said, well, you're not going to show up. But I don't suggest that. And they ended up listening. They did not um, dis- uh, decide to come. They decided not to come. And it was, I thought it was the best decision because why would you want to jump into something from the vanilla world? Why would you want to jump into something so extreme? It's like commonplace, but going from a uh, one-on-one to an extreme where you're seeing all these cocks on several girls, I think there was just too much. So I'm glad they listened. Huh, I'm kind of, I kind of hope, that, I'm hoping that that kind of gives you at least a kind of a way to maneuver. It, you see, I didn't want to go through like a, a classroom style Way of defining kink. I wanted to try to show you some different terms and identities and some ways to maneuver and some pitfalls to avoid. Those were kind of what I wanted to do and it was the important thing for, for this lesson or this talk. And one of the things that we had decided, INM and, and I decided to do, was to build a glossary, a glossary of kink terms and identities. We found out there was a whole bunch online. So instead of you uh, know rewriting the dictionary, we decided to copy and paste and starting to build this organic form for Google Docs, or I'm sorry, for the Kink Glossary. And ours is in our Google Docs that we'll share a link with later on. And you can find that link for the glossary terms on our Beyond-Kink FetLife page. Yeah, but while we're doing this and we're building this up, and we're like we're gonna we're gonna work on this, and we're gonna f- hopefully we'll have the our community com- contributing different terminology and stuff like that. We started running into some certain type of some terminology that, frankly, I just didn't agree with, and and so it started a conversation with us between me and INM about. How is this term defined as a kink term? One of the terms was gay slash lesbian. How was, explain to me how is it that if you're gay, you're automatically a kinkster? I know for a fact that one of my former, uh, I think it was my former baby girls, one of my former baby girls, she had a roommate that was gay. And him and his partner knew nothing about the kink world. And he came to a slosh where I had came to a slosh and invited her, and she brought him, and it was his first exposure to the kink world. Is it because it's alternative that they're calling it kink? Is the alternative to the Christian, straight, Uh, man and woman type of theoretical relationship? Is that what makes it kinky? (laughs) I don't understand this. This doesn't make sense to me. How is it that the way that you are, the way that you feel, or the way that you were born, how does that automatically make you kinky? It doesn't. It doesn't. Of course, there's a lot of gay kinksters of course, there's a lot of straight kinksters. What the hell does a person being identified as gay or lesbian have to do with being kinky? Another term was cougar. <laughs> I did, cougar? How the hell is that a kinky term? Now, if the cougar wants to be with 10 young dudes at once, I, I'll give her a kinky. But how does the term cougar make you? Is it it because that you is a is a woman, I'm assuming woman. The cougar only stands for woman, right? So the cougar is the woman because she doesn't want to date somebody older. So if it was somebody older, now that's not kinky. But because it's somebody younger, it's kinky. I I this this stuff just confuses me. This this is the problem that I see when, you, when people are defining kink or when people are trying to figure it out. They're like, oh, well, I like the day, you know, my last boyfriend was two years younger than me. I must be a cougar. I'm in the king lifestyle. What the hell are you talking about? No, don't be fooled about a lot of this, these terminologies. Next one, MILF. Are you serious? How is a mom I like to fuck a kink? Well, I and M said to me, "Well, you know, it's like an older lady." And I'm like, "What are you talking about? There's moms that are 21 years old." As a matter of fact, I'm fucking the wifey, and she's a mom. So am I a kinkster because of that? What the fuck does that supposed to mean? How in the hell am I supposed to say that, that person's kinky because they like to fight some? They like to fuck somebody that got babies. That don't mean makes sense. Sensual. Now, I'm a little bit on the line with sensual. Because the actual word sensual, eh, is it kinky? No, people can be not in the lifestyle and be very sensual, of course. But there are, I have seen some dynamics where the sensual touch and the caressing, that can be a form of kink for somebody. I'm on the fence with that. Now, the last one I'm going to leave up to y'all, and you tell me if this is a, is a kink or a fetish, and that's gilf. Grandma, I like to fuck. Now, you're going to automatically think, oh, a 25-year-old dude that wants to fuck a lady. What if, the, what if the dude's a grandma or grandpa, and he's fucking another grandma? I know. I'm just trying to throw something in there. You tell me, is that a kink? I'd said early, I said it earlier I said it earlier I know I, I I had a this is a very short story about me it was just a I was in my mid 20s and I went and had a rendezvous with the grandma I mean the house was totally grandmaed out there's the grandkids pictures were up I was like oh what am I doing and I did it and uh, never did it again but i experienced i would so hey, it's sort of kinky or just curious at the time i don't know but tell me is gilf terminology there's so many different terminologies or uh, definitions and words that were that were put in different forms that we were looking through and we're like that's that is not kinky that being said what am i what am i saying about that That means if you're coming into the lifestyle, that it's still not all figured out. Nobody, if you, if somebody tells you they got this whole thing figured out and I'm going to tell you that they bullshit, it's an ever-growing, ever-learning experience. Like I said before, what the kink lifestyle is in 2021 is not the same thing it was in 2001, definitely not the same thing it was in 1981. So it's ever growing. It's ever, ever learning. Experimental. It's pushing boundaries. It's evolution. So, why understand that? And that should help you at least. It would help me to enter the lifestyle and understand that people. I don't care. If, I've been in there twenty five plus years. And I'm—I'd be damned if I'm gonna tell you that I know everything. I appreciate y'all listening to me on this. I—I I, I really wanted to get that out, and I really wanted to talk about kind of a different approach to Kink One Hundred and One. And like I told you in the episode one, we're gonna start doing story time. Story. Time. So story. Story time. Story time. It's a story, time. time. Oh, it's story time. Motherfucker. So, I told you my story, obviously, the first week. And we're going to kick off with one of the one of the Kingsters that sent us their story of how they got into the lifestyle. Now, I'm reading basically verbatim. So, if it doesn't make any sense or something like that, just pay it, just go, roll with it, go along with the story, see if it catches up or if it gets familiar. I did re- pre-read this, so if if it went down a road of something that was illegal, or something that was too damaging, then I would choose not to read it. And I'm going to be honest with you, I'm not going to go down some paths that that uh, will put put people in. I mean, I, I don't snitch on yourself. Basically, you're sitting there sending me a story about about something illegal. I'm not going to read that story. Nobody has sent me anything like that, but I just wanted to make sure that that was understood and clear. So this story was sent to me, and also another thing. I'm gonna try. What INM, believe it or not, INM is going to be joining me in the in, in episode three. So pay attention to that. When we think it's a a male-dominated, or let's just say it better, male-told story, I'll read them. And if it's a female-told story, then she'll read them. We may, it's not set in concrete, but that's the way we're going to approach it. So again, this story was sent to me a few days ago. My story is mysterious, euphoric, and truly unbelievable. Even though a good portion of my life can be seen on the media and the internet, it's a story that you wouldn't believe it even if I told you. I've been homeless and a millionaire all in this lifetime. I'm very humble and ambitious, like a motherfucker. Someday I, I'd be happy to show and tell, and I think he was speaking specifically to me. The truth is stranger than fiction in my case. Leaving out the fact that I've been featured in the media all over the world with some of the coolest celebrities, my story starts rather vanilla, actually. I was in high school when I first discovered that I had a passion for kink. It all started on one Friday night at a high school toga party. I was walking up the stairs with my girlfriend when a cheerleader grabbed my ass in front of my girlfriend. And instead of freaking out, my girlfriend leaned over and kissed the other girl. They did it for a few seconds, and I could remember the exhilaration feeling of witnessing it live in person. It felt like time stopped, and it felt like an eternal, our eternity passed. I got goosebumps, chills ran down my spine, and felt a huge sense of gratification. Fast-forwarding a few minutes of celebrating watching two hot girls kissing, we all three ended up in the bathroom fucking like rock stars in the most kinky and sexual way that every teenage boy dreams of. I was hooked, and yet didn't have much experience at the time. This night I felt invincible and had an overwhelming sense of confidence, gratuity, pride, and honor. This single event in my life has caused me to chase these feelings of gratification with women every single day of my life. The kind of happiness that is productive, ambitious, and outright sexy as hell. For instance, I'm no foot long, However, I can fuck women with a footlong, footlong dildo connected to my fucking machine and double or triple penetrate the fuck out of them like a fucking champion. I'm proud to announce that I am the type of lover that has fulfilled his every bucket list item when it comes to kink. The mental trophies I carry from my adventures with women is simply unbelievable. And maybe we can talk about it at some point. So, how do I look at this? Well, I look at this as what an interesting way to to experience something initially. You're a teenager. You get into a a, a threesome that was more spontaneous than set up. Um, it was something that you didn't know was gonna happen. And, and you had no idea that your woman that you were with was even anywhere close to being that kind of way. I like the story. I, It was said to me that it was kind of a basic story, but that's... (laughs) Do 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 you not see the power of it? The power of something so simple, putting you into a lifestyle and connecting on certain levels with me, a master in the lifestyle. How can you not see that power in that, that it's so simple, like... Of course, as a person of me now, I could look at that and say, well, damn, that's pretty light. But if I was a... I I could still remember when I was like, man, I can't wait to have my first threesome. And shit, I didn't have my first threesome until I was 20-something. I don't know how old I was. I was 20-something years old before I had my first threesome. So to experience that and to affect his life so I, I I have no idea how old he is, but I would assume that these are years ago and that it's effect his life, that he has wanted to explore into the kink world is a very powerful thing. And understanding that life isn't just about... oh God, I hate this word. I personally hate this word, but maybe everybody else likes it, monogamy. If it's about monogamy and... I, God, I don't even want to talk about that. Let me skip that. But it's important that you that you take that story. It may not be as as jarring as my story last week, but it how how we're both in this lifestyle and two very different paths. I think it's very important, and it's um it's pretty awesome. And to then what did it, think about what he did? Like I'm um, I built a fucking machine with a foot long dildo. Like he's He's getting creative. Uh, really, it's it's pretty amazing when you start to get creative and you start to think of extra things and ways. Instead of, and I'll talk about this in a later uh, another episode. But instead of saying "There's nothing I could do," I'm not twelve inches. So this girl wants twelve inches. There's nothing I could do. I'll move on. Instead of quitting or bowing out. Uh, he's made an adjustment. <laughs> he's, oh yeah, you, you want a foot long? All right, no problem. And that's the kind of things that the innovation, the creativity, the, uh, the pure desire for the lifestyle has made him enjoy the lifestyle more. I wanted to thank him, whoever he is, for sending us that story. I truly appreciate it. And I'm sure at one of my parties, we'll have a further discussion about it. This is what I hope that y'all get and hope that that um, you'll get some satisfaction from us is reading your stories. Hopefully you're getting pieces out of it. Hopefully this says, "Oh shit, I didn't even realize that." You I mean, yeah, when I did that, maybe that was what kind of triggered me into this lifestyle. Maybe it's not this other story. Send us your stories. Yours at the email your story at beyond-kink.com. I want to thank you for coming in and listening again. We had a really good, positive response from last week, and I'm hoping that this kind of continues the the progression and what we're trying to accomplish. And again, as I said, we are going to be adding a new element next week, and that is IMM. It'll be the first soul, and she identifies as she. She will be on there, we'll be going back and forth. It's going to be a little bit different approach, but I think it's going to be a positive way. We are completely opposites, which is probably what we need to just make sure that we're not uh, telling you regurgitating shit that's the same on both sides. We're going to be going back and forth and hopefully growing with each other and helping y'all grow in this lifestyle. The next episode is going to be about how to maneuver in a lifestyle. And that's why it's so important to have IM- IMM on there because I can tell one perspective of it. I could tell a, a more male dominated perspective of it. And she's going to give more of a female or submissive kind of approach to it. I'm not saying she identifies as submissive, but she's been around enough to know that can also help and be a very contributing, uh, good contributing factor to this conversation. This is, when we talk about maneuver, I mean, I know it's going to sound like, uh, how do you walk through or something, but no, we're talking about how you show up to events. How do you interact when you're actually at events? Why we're saying that honesty is one of the key elements of being happy within the lifestyle. Why we also implore communication. Because communication, if you're not expressing what you want, Or expressing that you don't know what you want, but you want to take it slow. If you're not communicating, it's hard for the community, for your partner, for your temporary partner, whoever to know. And if you let them lead or put you in a uh, precarious position, it could go bad for you. And uh, across the board, if you're in the king lifestyle. Consent is your choice to offer consent if you're the other and you are you have to ask for consent. It's so important. And we'll dive more into that next week. Um, and we'll, it's so passionate about me. Let me calm down. I wanted to make sure that uh, if you have any questions for me about this or any other episode, Hit, hit us up at questionnetbeyon-kink.com, at and if you want to participate in some of our social media, go to our Instagram. We're posting pictures, We're going to put up some B-roll stuff. We're going to do some more things that hopefully will get y'all engaged. If you ever want to, if you're in Denver, Colorado or if you're ever coming to Denver, Colorado, you know look us up. Uh, we usually have some parties going on each month. You'll have a good time. Trust me. And um, get to know us. As always, how I'm going to finish it is uh, keep it kinky. Till next time. Peace. Shouts out to all the kinksters that tuned in this week to listen to another episode of Beyond Kink with Master Dion. Don't forget to like, comment and hit that subscribe to stay connected with me, Master Dion. Follow at Beyond Kink on Instagram and all social media platforms. As always, keep it kinky.